Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in for this episode of Up the Ladder. I'm your host, Erica Palgon. So in this episode, my guest is my friend and multi-talented actress, singer, songwriter, and director. She's so multifaceted. Kira Naughton. So Kira has performed a wide range of roles in a variety of mediums from plays to musicals, TV and film, and all styles of comedy and drama. She has an extensive theater resume acting in roles on Broadway, Off-Broadway, and regional theater. Her Broadway credits include The Rivals at Lincoln Center Theater with Dana Ivey, Richard Easton, and Brian Murray, Dan of Death with Ian McKellen, Helen Mirren, and David Strathairn at the Broadhurst Theater, and Three Sisters directed by Scott Elliott at the Roundabout Theater. Her off-Broadway credits The Jammer and the musical These Paper Bullets for the Atlantic Theater, as well as Hunting and Gathering at Primary Stages, All My Sons at the Roundabout Theater. Tesla's Letters at Ensemble Studio Theater, The American Clock at the Signature Theater, and so many others. It's just such a a humongous theater resume. It's so impressive. Kira's received a nomination for the Helen Hayes Award for Outstanding Lead Actress for her portrayal of Catherine and Proof at the Arena Stage. And recently she brought her comedy chops to Gods of Comedy at the MacArthur Theater Company and in Evanston Salt Costs Climbing. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Okay. At White Heron Theater Company. In 2014, Kira directed the world premiere of Cedars by Eric Tarloff at Berkshire Theater Group. And she also directed... 92nd Street Wise Lyrics and Lyricist series. More recently, she directed a play in the Berkshires called Curve of Departure and was nominated for Best Director by the Berkshire Theatre Critics. There's more. There's so much more. So on to television and film credits, The Exorcist, Body of Proof, Three Pounds, Law and Order SVU, Sex in the City, The Independence, Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2, and Cradle Will Rock. And she is a singer songwriter in one of my longtime favorite bands, The Petersons. <laughs> Welcome, Kira. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Yes. I'm so excited. Oh, thanks for asking me. You're so welcome. So I have to tell you before we even start, like, you know, I was doing my little pre-podcast prep. I was looking on your LinkedIn page and I loved LinkedIn. your I loved your bio. It, I was cracking up. I don't I'm like, even know what's on that. Oh my god! I was so gonna. I was gonna ask you like, what do you remember of what you wrote there? And I don't know. Should I? I'll read this part that I loved. Okay. okay. <laughs> so uh, when I was little, I had a list of about eighty professions I wanted to pursue, including dolphin training and teaching gorilla sign language. <laughs> totally. God, I should have pursued those. <laughs> thinking where was your head when you were writing that was your I don't know I guess that was years ago when LinkedIn was just starting I I don't even I didn't even know that was up there anymore oh my god it was it's so funny out of all this stuff on LinkedIn yeah you know but it's true I really had a hard time I I'm a little ADD Mm -hmm. undiagnosed um now all my friends kids are being diagnosed with ADD I'm like I have that and they're like yeah you do um because I'm I am all over the place I have a lot of interests and as a kid, I did. I just wanted – there were so many things I wanted to do. And I was like, well, maybe if I'm just an actor, I can play a dolphin trainer someday <laughs> in a TV movie or something. And that hasn't happened. Maybe I need to write that TV movie. But um, but I also now I'm like, oh, I don't want to train dolphins. I just want to <laughs> see them in the wild. Now I know that we don't want to keep dolphins in captivity. That's true. But anyway, um, but yeah, I do have a lot of interests. And I still do. And I still have a hard time – figuring out where to focus (laughs) I love that like I love that your head is like in a million different places you know you would love that from a distance yeah it's great (laughs) it's great I just kind of wish that I had a a producer or like a an editor yeah an editor a dramaturg or somebody who could just be like let's just finish this project before we move on to that project you know so tell me okay so let's talk about you growing up you know with this mindset of like wanting to do a million different things so where did you grow up where did you um when you were born yeah where were you born i was born in yale new haven Uh uh-huh my dad was in school at yale drama school Mm -hmm. and um and then i think lived there briefly i guess when my brother was little he was a part of the yale rep which i've had the the honor to work at three times Yale Repertory Theater. I love Yale. I love nice. New Haven. Uh, I love it's a that family theater. thing, right? <laughs> yeah, I do. I love it. Um, and uh, and then 
they moved – my dad got a TV show. He got um, Planet of the Apes, the TV show, which mm-hmm. I think only lasted one season. Mm-hmm. How old were you then when that happened? At that point, I was two, so we okay. were in L.A. for a few years. Oh, wow. And then they moved back to um, Connecticut, and I grew up in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Do you remember any of that time, like when your dad was yeah. working on that show? Oh, yeah. yeah. My, all my first memories were of L.A., and uh, it was – so I'm like very much formed by Southern California mm-hmm. in the 70s, all the music that was coming wow. out of that time. My brother has a band called The Sweet Remains that's totally a, like an homage to Crosby, Stills, and Nash. We were driving around in a paisley interior Dodge van <laughs> in Southern California listening to all the music coming out of Southern California at that wow. time. Like the Eagles and, and oh, Joni nice. Mitchell. And it was like majorly imprinted on both of us. Mm. Um, good times. And my father would go to work and I'd go to work with my mom and go visit him on the set. And there'd be all these monkeys, these guys dressed up as apes. And as a (laughs) two or three year old, that's terrifying. Right. No matter how many times they tell you, no, no, it's just makeup. You're just like, get away from me. And they were all like, you know, I have pictures of them trying to, you know, talk to me. And I'm like, don't don't talk to me. You're freaking me out. (laughs) It was like, I was really confused for a while about what what my father was doing with all these apes. And you know, and I'd go visit him on sets and what uh, he was doing some a movie called Second Wind in Toronto, I think, with mm-hmm. Lindsay Wagner. Oh my god, Lindsay Wagner. 70s, Funny. Yeah. And I remember going and I'm like watching this scene, they were shooting over and over again where my dad was winning a race because he was a runner. Uh-huh. And I was like, did my every time they would shoot the end of the race, I'd be like, did my dad win? And they were like, yeah, he won again. So I was like, wow. I didn't even know my dad was a runner. And he's oh my like, God. Ah, my dad is amazing. So I just, it was so much fun to be around and um, to be on sets and yeah. stuff, you know. So you had a really early on taste of that. Yeah. Yeah. And so then you yeah. moved to Connecticut, right? Yeah. So then I had a super normal mm-hmm. upbringing from like uh, kindergarten through my senior year. Uh-huh. I think my parents just wanted to have a normal a normal family and a normal childhood. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes we'd go off on the summers and go to like Malibu and he'd do a show and I'd be living a weird life in California again or mm-hmm. go to Williamstown every summer and live in that weird nice. world, which was super fun and strange. And what did and, your – and your mom was an actress, yeah? No, no. Oh, she was not. No, there's, okay. there's, a, there's a thing going on <laughs> on the internet that's totally wrong. There's like a Pamela Parsons on IMDb oh. that cracks us all up because it, it's not my mom. That's not your mom. No. And okay, says, we're clearing that up here right now. Yeah, IMDb is wrong about so much stuff. They are. They are. It, they don't have my information right. I, I've tried to correct it, and I just give <laughs> up. But, but they think that Pamela Parsons is on on the IMDb is was my my mom. <laughs> it's not my mom. And my mom was not an actress. She hated attention. She didn't want to be a center of attention. The idea oh, wow. of at performing would make her sweat. Mm-hmm. She was a social worker. Oh, nice. Yeah. Wow. And how did they meet? They met as kids and they were teenagers. They've been together since It's a nice balance. Oh, yeah. Somebody that's a little grounded and then your dad who's like going off and shooting and doing all these wonderful projects. Yeah. So what – did that affect you at all that he – when he was gone or you most – you know – Well, he was gone sometimes but then he was around more than most dads Mm because there would be periods of – of unemployment or just in between things. So most dads, you know, were gone a lot yeah. more than my dad was. Right. He was very involved. And and you said your and your brother started to your brother Greg, mm-hmm. who uh he was already starting to go into that world of, of performing. Like how old was he and where and how old were you when that yeah. started to take shape? Yeah, we were young. We we were doing plays when we were really little. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. Together or were – was it like a professional thing or were you just kind of fooling around? Oh, no, no. Never professionally until we were adults. My my parents wouldn't allow us to do anything professionally. Really? Yeah. I wanted to be an actress when I was a little girl and they were like, no, there's no way. And I, now I'm really glad that they did say no. And I think I would have been terrible and I – As a I, child actor? Uh, yeah. No. I would have mm-hmm. – that wouldn't have worked. Um, but – but I, but my my brother would make movies, home hmm. movie. We have tons of really hilarious home <laughs> movies, like him being a detective. Right. You know, or we were always putting on shows and telling. What stories. was your role, typically? It was usually like an extra in his <laughs> movies. <laughs> yeah. But I would make my own little shows, and I would cast myself as the star. You know. Where 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 were you? Where was your sort of 
um, tendency more comedic or dramatic? Were you like that overdramatic performer or were you like funny? That's a good question. I think I was doing funny stuff. Like I, I remember – okay, that's a good question. My uh, favorite video that I made from when I was I think in high school or middle school, I don't know, was with a friend of mine. Um, we had to do a an oral – how do you, what do you call them, oral reports or yeah. a, a project in front mm-hmm. of the class about two different writers. She had O. Henry and I had Mark Twain. Yeah. And we decided to do a sketch mm-hmm. of – do you remember that show Love Connection? Oh, God, Chuck yeah. Hillary? For sure, So yeah. we did like a spoof of the Love Connection <laughs> and Mark Twain was trying to find a partner and so there were three <laughs> bachelorettes and I created these three completely – distinct characters that oh, were hilarious and funny. my father and mother were like oh my god this is so funny they were showing it to all their friends <laughs> i think it sadly has probably been taped over at this point oh, by no. like a football game or something <laughs> by somebody at the house but that was like that was where i was like yeah that that was those were three really different characters and yeah it was really fun for me to oh my god create them that's yeah. hysterical i, I don't know totally have got. a visual totally have a visual of that yeah what do you remember what the what, who the the potential people the daters were do you remember what the, the characters yeah were like? yeah one of them was a farmer <laughs> and one of them was a really super sexy model of course, you gotta and have one, one of, of those in there. Yeah, and one of them was just this really ridiculous person who had like lipstick all over her face, and she was like, "I think men are disgusting animals." I didn't even want to come on this show. It was. I think you need to bring that sketch back. I think I do too. I, I love it's that. Be huge. I mean, not not everybody. I think I don't know if people. Well, although they did, they bring back Love Connection, or they brought back a version of one of those shows. I know. Yeah. So you could bring it back, you know, and do like a version of, you could be Chuck Woolery, you know, oh the female God. Chuck Woolery. That I could totally see it. But I want to play all the characters. Well, you could do that too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you said your parents were not encouraging you to go into performing. Not not as a kid. They wanted right. me to just have a normal childhood. Right. Like, like the kind of childhood that they had. Right. And I'm glad. It was super normal. Even though your dad was like – was that why? Because your dad – like did he just know too much about the business and he wanted to protect you? They were just like, look at what happens to child stars. Right, right. Well, when did he start? Was did he start when he was young, really, really young, or was no, was it no. much he later? He was an athlete, and he he went to um, Brown University okay. to play ball. Ended up auditioning for it's one of those stories. Auditioned right. for like South Pacific or something, mm-hmm. and and then suddenly he was you know skipping baseball practice to go to play practice, and uh-huh. you know. That's how it happened for him. It's one of those guys. You went to college, right? Let's skip ahead mm-hmm. a little bit. So, so you're having this normal life, but where was your <laughs> normalish? Yeah. Normalish. Yeah. Where was your head? Like, kind of, you know, was there a focus on what you wanted to do? I know you had so many different ideas of what you wanted to do, but as you got older, you know, where was your focus? Like, let's say, going into college. Right. So, I was accepted to a conservatory for undergrad. And decided against it, and I'm really glad I did because I really needed to go get more of an education. I yeah. went to Skidmore. I majored in English and creative writing. Nice. And um, and I, you know, and then I went right to NYU immediately after because oh. at that point I knew that I needed to audition for conservatories and try to get training. I wanted to do theater, mm-hmm. and even though your parents were like kind of against it. Oh, no. They weren't against me being an actor. They were mm-hmm. just against me being a child actor. Got it. Okay. Yeah. They were totally right. supportive of me being an okay. actor. Okay. Um, but Did you have an intention of what you were doing with the writing? Because that also came into play later yeah, for you. Yeah, I did. So. I, loved, I loved writing. I think when I was in high school, because I wasn't a great student until <laughs> I think there was one teacher who saw some potential in me maybe after I wrote a story uh-huh. and put me in a, an AP creative writing class nice. and all the other AP kids were like, you're not an AP student. <laughs> Literally, I had somebody say that to me. That's you're, so mean. What are you doing in AP literature? You're not an AP student. I was like, no, I, I don't really know what I'm doing here. <laughs> but this one teacher, Mr. Chalk, who thought totally- His name was Mr. Chalk? Mr. Chalk. He thought outside oh the box. Oh, my God. Uh, he <laughs> kind of saved me and and I realized that I-, I did have some intelligence and talent and it was it was it was creative it was i was writing stories i was always making up stupid songs and characters and and drawing i love drawing and um so he i i because of that one 
teacher in that one class, all of my grades mm-hmm. went up. I started to take – people started to take me seriously as a student. Mm. I took myself seriously mm-hmm. as a student and did well in school. And then um, – but yeah, and it also I, – I do love writing and I still mm. do try to write. Right. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a hard I thing mean, I, to commit to. Yeah. With the Petersons, I write yes. sketch stuff and that's yes. fun. But I, I am trying to write something bigger. Okay. Yeah. So you literally went to graduate school right after college. Was there yes. no gap in between? No gap. Nothing. No okay. Gap. Nope. I knew what I wanted to do at that point. Were you taking or had you taken any acting classes in college or anything? Oh, yeah. Like, so you had. Okay. I was in the theater department <clears throat> more than I was in my major department. <laughs> I was there like, you know, doing really cool viewpoints stuff. We had Anne Bogart there at that point. Oh, wow. It was taking a turn from like naturalism to mm. – and Bogart and we're, you know, downtown experimental theater, which was really fun and creative. It was a very creative time mm-hmm. for me, college. Okay. So you go to NYU. Yeah. Okay. And now you're moved into New York fully at this point, yes. right? Mm-hmm. What was that like? Where did you wind up living? Did you have to, like, because you're, yeah. you're, you're in New York City. It's major. This is the heart of theater mm-hmm. and, and acting. What was your experience jumping into that? Well, it, it was great. I loved Loved NYU. It was great for me. I uh, lived in the East Village. I loved um, the thing about NYU that I really loved was the the games part of it. Mm. Uh, Paul Walker taught games. He died of AIDS my first year. Oh wow! Um, but his uh, his students took over the program, and it was for me. It was like this is what I've always wanted mm-hmm. to do. <laughs> you know, play, play, yeah, yeah. finding mm-hmm. the play and creating your own work. Mm-hmm. And it was it was very liberating for me. Mm. Yeah. And you were did you did it feel like you found your place, like especially and your people like minded, you know? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. loved it. Yeah. 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 And do you I mean, do you have friends from then that you still stay in touch mm-hmm. with? Yeah, the Petersons is, is NYU people. Is it? Uh, Adam okay. Stein and Matt Saldivar are both mm. NYU people. And you met them there? Uh, I met Adam Stein in college at Williamstown. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt was in my class at NYU. Um, and we've had a lot of, you know, guests with the Petersons. Uh-huh. It's, it's very much born out of the games. Yeah. 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 So once you were – were you now auditioning while you were at NYU? No. No. Just okay. studying. Just studying, like totally immersed. Now, was it all theater or was it, you know, you're doing the games but you're doing anything on camera or anything like that? Not a lot of stuff on camera at mm-hmm. that point. I think that's changed since then. Yeah, yeah. But mainly it was theater training. Did you feel like you were prepared once you left there to, like, audition and – Good question. Mm. <laughs> Um, in some ways I was, uh-huh. and then there were some setbacks when I didn't quite know how to audition well. And, um, you know, it's like, but there were going to be setbacks anyway, Yeah, I think. Um, I felt really, really confident and prepared. And mm. then, you know, you're at that point, you're 20, well, 25 years old and it's the first time you don't have that structure. Mm-hmm. You don't have school. Mm-hmm. You're out in the real world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Reality is right, hard right. to adjust to. You don't have anyone telling you, do this, do that. Right. Yeah, and you make, yeah. you know, you make mistakes and and uh, you learn. So you um, persevere. Your dad, in in in, uh, in terms of this, was he guiding you, to, or was there anyone else in your family, or anybody outside of your family that was sort of giving you advice, or did, was there anyone that you turned to while you were going through this transition to um, be a professional actor? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were all everybody. My my brother was a huge influence on my life because. I basically always wanted to imitate him because he's hmm. my older brother and do everything he wanted, to, he, wanted <laughs> he did. And he, the reason I went to NYU was because he told me I should audition for grad schools and go to a good grad school. Oh, wow. Um, so I always had advice from mm-hmm. them and support mm-hmm. from them. And Do you feel like that helped give you more confidence maybe as opposed to if you didn't have it, you know? Yeah, I get, yeah, yeah, sure. Like a little cushion, like to, you know, that, okay, you know, uh, they went through this, maybe I can too, you know? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Just, you know, I just, I just keep thinking, like, is it, you know, uh, 
you know, because you're getting, you might be getting advice from other people who, like your brother, who's experienced. Now, was he like auditioning, like going through that process as well? I mean, yeah, he also started a theater company. Okay. Um, called Blue Light Theater Company, and they he was producing mm-hmm. and acting in plays uh, for several years, mm-hmm. um, and then he 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 kind of went on a hiatus and mm-hmm. went wanted to focus on music because like me he's right. got multiple a lot of interests <laughs> <laughs> so now he's much more focused on music but he's also he directed a play he he wrote and produced and directed and starred in a feature film about his band called The Independence right um that you were in that I had a little part in and um <laughs> Yeah, so... What was that role? What did you play? I played the proprietress of an inn. <laughs> and I think the part got cut out, pretty much. I saw a clip of it on yeah, your I, reel. Well, I took it's, part it's pretty it, funny. I think it was cut out. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen the most recent uh, <laughs> cut of the um, Okay, so... Uh, My brother l- cut me out of his film. <laughs> this is what this is going to be about. It's really cutthroat. Um, <laughs> maybe you'll get that opportunity to return the favor. Um, so... <laughs> Sorry, Greg. So, yeah, they've been really supportive. Yeah. <laughs> Really supportive to answer your question. I'm just so, kidding. They're very um, supportive, and I love. What, them. Who are the people, like even as a kid or now, that are you know that you look up to in terms of um, comedy or theater or whatever it is that you're like, you know, motivated you or inspired you or give you like you watch this person, you're like, wow, that gives me a little bit more of a of confidence or it gives me it stirs an idea in me. Yeah. Oh, God, there's so many people. Well, um, who were the ones that as a kid? Do you remember anyone? Kid, well, as a kid, I was so enthralled by theater mm-hmm. that I would see mainly at Williamstown in the summers. I'd I'd see so much theater up there as a kid when I was, you know, when I was coming of age and seeing plays like, like uh, The Resistible Rise of Arturo Ui by mm. Bertel Breck. Danny Davis was in that. And I blew my mind open. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it was it it was like I, I couldn't move from the theater. I couldn't mm. leave my seat. Why was that? Why did that affect you so much? I just never seen anything like that at that point. I'd seen the thing that made me fall in love with theater and 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 also literature actually was Tennessee Williams because when I was like twelve they did a Tennessee Williams celebration at uh-huh. Williamstown and they Tennessee Williams was there. Oh my gosh. And they and I was like, who's this guy? Everybody's talking about it. <laughs> and then I saw these plays. They took little ce- scenes from all of his plays and they mm-hmm. did like a big, huge kind of a anthology or retrospective or collection. And it was it, – I thought it was so beautiful and romantic and harsh and I really wanted to, to read his plays mm. and be in his plays. I've never done a Tennessee Williams play ever. <laughs> You're putting in the universe um, right now. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> um, but then, uh, but then, seeing Brecht blew my mind. I'd never seen anything like that. It mm. was so, um, God, it was just like thought provoking in a mm-hmm. way, that, like mesmerizing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, really, just shattered me. And, mm. and there were so many experiences like that growing up. I remember when I saw Our Town. That mm. was the big one for me. And I just, mm-hmm. I just read. I just went to see Greater Clements, mm-hmm. Sam Hunter's mm-hmm. play, and I just read about him and that he, when he saw Our Town as a kid, in the beginning, I had the same experience as he, as he did. In the beginning, thinking, oh, what is this? This is sort of, sort of trite. Right. And then in the end, being devastated. And wow. I had the same experience at the at the Long Wharf Theater in New Haven as a kid. I couldn't stop crying at the end. Hmm. And we all went back to talk to the actors. And I was so disappointed because the actors were criticizing their performance. <laughs> oh, and they were like, oh, that was just off. It was not a good show. And I was like, no, don't say that. I am. Look at me. I have tears. I can't stop crying. I'll never be the same. Did it, they see that you were crying? I, I, I don't know. I don't even know if they noticed how much of an impact it had on me. Mm. But it changed my life. And it mm. made me want to do theater. But also... It made me the kind of the person that I am, mm. like wanting to be in the moment and mm-hmm. enjoy life, right? And, and that this is all ephemeral. Yeah. And- Do you see that now? Being you know, having been a, a great theater performer for so long, do you have that awareness of the audience at being affected by you? Yeah. And have people come up to you afterwards, or? Yeah, I mean, 
uh, and I try not to be the actor who's like, oh, no, it was really bad, but I'm sure I do that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it is – that's what you live for, mm. those moments in the theater where it's totally silent and everybody's together, yeah. that kind of one humanity mm-hmm. that Arthur Miller mm-hmm. described. For the, and, that moment, that yeah. period of time. That's what it's all about. You're, like, like, all on the same page, sort of. Yeah. yeah. You're there. You are mm-hmm. in the moment. Mm-hmm. It's it's so powerful. Yeah. That's I mean, I, you're just like lighting up. I wish you guys could see how much he's like so passionate about it. <laughs> I mean, obviously, <laughs> I know you're gonna make me cry because, you know, the it just goes to show like you're very committed and very you have a strong love for what you do. And, and theater is very fulfilling f- for you. Um, so my my question to you it, it, with that in mind is so your first professional acting gig what was that? Was that on stage? And how, what, how did you get that? Tell me a little bit about that story. Oh, my first professional acting gig was – that was the Three Sisters that you three mentioned. Three Sisters. That uh-huh. was my first On Broadway. Gig. So I still I still mention my first credits in, in, because, first of all, Lanford Wilson did the translation of that. And I remember, like, drinking martinis with him at the <laughs> bar. I have a picture of it. And – I mean, it was like Jerry Stiller and mm. all these amazing people. Mm-hmm. And then I actually left that production early to do All My Sons with Barry Edelstein. Oh, how funny. And Arthur Miller was there. He was a big part of that production. Uh-huh. And then I ended up doing The American Clock at Signature, and Arthur Miller was a part of that. Mm. And so got to hang out with those people. Mm-hmm. So I always put them in my bio, mm. even though they were my first It was job. all connected. It was like a through line there. Yeah. And then, you know, having – the opportunity to work with those people was, for me, growing up and, like, reading about them and being mm. devastated by Death of a Salesman, mm-hmm. um, I, it was amazing. Is it yeah. – does it feel intimidating or – it just feels like for you, you – does do you get intimidated in those situations where – because you're obviously performing with other well-known um, actors on – and a lot of stuff on Broadway. And especially initially when you're getting this first – you know, big opportunity. Yeah. There's all these well-known actors in it. Yeah. Was it intimidating, or were you just kind of like, "I'm there, and this is it, and I love, I love just, I, I, you know, uh, look up to you." Yeah, I think it is intimidating, but it's also just exciting to mm. me. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing better than being right. working with people like that. Mm. Did you, you know? feel like you were? It was an opportunity to learn from them, or totally? Yeah. yeah. So you had like kind of an awareness of that. Yeah. Oh wow! And how old yeah. were you? Uh, at that point, I was twenty-five. Okay. Yeah. So this is and this is right. Is this right out of MFA mm-hmm. uh, yep. program? Okay. Um, and are you? Oh, okay. and then like another favorite highlight moment is the one musical I ever did was was uh, Company as part of the Sondheim yeah celebration at the Kennedy Center, and Sondheim was was like to go kind of like they are directing it. It was so cool. And I never thought that I would be in a musical. Uh huh. I was like, I'm not really a musical person, but somehow I ended up doing this musical mm-hmm. with uh, Lynn Redgrave and oh, geez, wow, Alice Ripley and Emily Skinner and all these amazing people and Jonathan Tunick oh, was my the MD, mm. and that was cool. That's <laughs> you just like I, I. I'm not a big musical person, but if there's one, you know, one composer mm-hmm. that I've grew up listening to it's, mm-hmm. it's Sondheim mm-hmm. so. so you weren't really singing before any of this like I mean I, I know you did like one or a couple other musicals but what was it one well, there was one that I, I mentioned oh, um newspaper bullets yes I didn't sing in that you didn't sing in that no. oh okay but that was a, a kind, I love the description of what I was reading about they I forget what they described play play with music yeah right yeah Which well was kind Billy of funny. Armstrong wrote these amazing songs mm-hmm. in the style of the Beatles okay yeah. It, yeah, it was a hilarious description of it. Yeah, it was really fun. Uh, what was it? A takeoff of um, Shakespeare. Much Ado. Much Ado, yeah. right. Which, so, I mean, it was comedy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So you didn't sing in that. And, you, this is, and the company was the only other one that you sang in. That's so everything only, else was straight it. plays. Yeah, no, I was like, that's, this is the beginning <clears throat> of my musical career. And then I never did a musical again. I've auditioned for a few, but it's always very uh, intimidating when they give you a song to learn overnight. And yeah. Like, Oh, just learn this by tomorrow, you know, and I'm not. 
that <laughs> skill did that. So tell me about like auditioning, like you know, and because you're getting these gigs, obviously these big you know roles and these big productions. When you're first out of school, like mm-hmm. you know, tell me about you know our that audition process because you're obviously it's you know can, can be very competitive. It is mm-hmm. very competitive. So when you're first starting out and and you're getting these roles, you know, when I know certain actors have a certain attitude about you know oh you know, I'm just going to not care when I go in the audition or right. they're so like, like, I got to get this. Mm-hmm. Where's your head when you go to auditions? Well, it really depends on where I'm at because there are times there, there was a period there of a good year, year and a half after I'd had some work right out of school where I was just bombing every audition I'd go in mm. for just bombing, like out of body experience. Um, it's almost like writer's block. Like, I, mm. you know, hmm. It was like, I just, I can't remember how to do this. Yeah. And. Like almost like a panic attack-ish or like. Yeah. Or like honestly like disassociating. <laughs> like it was mm-hmm. just, because it's so hard to, it's hard when you've, if you've like had some uh, rejection, you're dealing with that mm-hmm. or whatever else is going on in your life, you know, it, 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 it I've, this happens to some people and, and. Some people have um, stage fright. They suddenly yeah. develop stage fright. It's very, very common. I just have gone through period. I went through a long period of bombing auditions, <laughs> and then eventually, I it was ended up being great. Actually, the Petersons were born during that time because I was like, oh, I don't know funny. what's going on. I'm just, I can't get like, a job. I can't get outlet. out of my head. Yeah, yeah. And so I created this character, Mrs. Peterson, <laughs> with my friend Adam Stein. One day we were at a commercial audition. And we were both unemployed. Oh, and he was like, you want, we should start a band. I was like, okay, <laughs> sure, start a band. And then he was like, really seriously, let's start a band. We're going we're gonna to invite people on April 1st. I think uh-huh. it was 2001. And it was like, okay, we're, we're doing this. So now we have a deadline. Wrote a bunch of songs, did it. Didn't think anybody would like them. And people were like, that was really great. You should do it again. So then we ended up doing it for like, I don't know. 20 years. Yes, yes. <laughs> but it was born out of that period of wow. bombing auditions. Mm. Yeah. Did that – doing that, did your auditions get better yeah. being that like you had this other outlet? Yes, totally. My, I, just about, it's all about confidence. Mm, mm-hmm. So I – you know, I, I developed confidence. The funny thing is that the character I created, Mrs. Peterson, uh-huh. was all about confidence. Mm-hmm. She was – And no filter. Super confident, <laughs> no filter, just like – out there, you know, yeah. and clueless, like totally right. clueless. That was what was sort of fun and funny about her. And um, but it gave me, Kira, the confidence I needed mm-hmm. because I'm really not naturally that. Mm-hmm. I'm not really competitive. I'm not super confident. I can I'm actually probably an introvert, mm. you know, ultimately and um, and super like so full of self-doubt. Mm. And which so, is very common, especially yeah. you know, for anybody, not just actors. Yeah. Yeah. And and so it gave me the confidence that I needed, and it, through that I kind of started booking other jobs mm. again, and not not bombing. Did you audition? <laughs> right, <laughs> which was great. Um, yeah. Now, did you do you also feel like um, doing something not just alone? Like, because if you did the Mrs. Peterson by yourself, but maybe it would have had a little bit even more pressure on yourself and not as confident. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like having Adam there? with you mm-hmm. like kind of was he in the same boat like ish with as far as yeah. auditioning and feeling frustrated mm-hmm. did that that collaboration help totally do you think yeah i mean i've i really need a collaboration mm. i don't really like working alone actually yeah um he's an amazing person to collaborate with he's just such an easy collaborator mm. and he is so he's obviously really really like one of the smartest people I know mm-hmm. and a great writer he's he's writing for TV now and not acting as much but um a great musician just a really interesting dude mm-hmm. and our collaboration for me has always been super easy mm-hmm. he may have something completely different to say mm-hmm. about it but um <laughs> but yeah and then we brought on these other funny clowns just yeah. Pete Simpson total clown um, Matt Saldivar, the most brilliant, sad clown I've ever known. <laughs> I love that description of him. Yeah. That suits him. <laughs> yeah. Um, so funny. Uh, yeah. And Evan Robertson. Yes. Amazing. An amazing musician. Like, the, mm-hmm. hands down, the best musician in the band. Um, and uh, and then other people. Rick Holmes came in to drum when Pete mm-hmm. was too busy. And mm-hmm. 
Pete. Yeah. What's Pete's last name? Pete Simpson. Pete Simpson. He's, oh my god. Pete and he plays Simpson. Pete. He plays Pete Peterson. Pete Peterson, whose <laughs> name is spelled differently than the rest of us. It's S E N. I just saw him this no morning. Relation. Our kids go to the same school. Oh, that's wild. Yeah, and so I see him all the time now, and, and oh, I so just funny. saw him this morning after dropping the kid off. Oh my god. Yeah. So. Um, so we talked about auditioning and all that stuff, and that's so awesome that it, that it's. I don't, you know, when you're a casting director, you don't really you kind of speculate on the process that actors go through and the ups and downs and everything. Mm-hmm. So being, you know, on that mindset, a did you have like a survival job because you're, you know, and especially doing theater, which isn't, you know, as lucrative as other stuff, and um, and you're going out for commercials. Like, how are you supplementing? Staying in New York City and and paying rent and all the expenses that you had to yeah. do. Oh my god, I had so many jobs. Okay, yeah. I'm so curious what jobs you've had. Oh man, I mean, <laughs> all the you know babysitting, catering, oh, wow. restaurant jobs, cocktail waitressing. I wish I'd bartended. I would have been good at that. I could see um, you being a bartender. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, maybe I maybe I still can. Maybe I can still <laughs> become a bartender. My husband has a bar, so maybe I can you know learn maneuver and, that. Yeah. When I'm but I'd like going to bed early. You could be a new agey bar for moms. Yeah, yeah, for moms. Because they need to drink a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, Oh, yeah. So then teaching a little bit. Yoga teaching became a thing. Um, When did you start teaching yoga? And what brought that on? I didn't stay with that very long. Um, Mm -hmm. I was just practicing a lot of yoga. And they were like, you're hanging out at the studio all the time. Do you want to, do you want to, do you want to, you know, learn how to teach? I was Uh like, okay, sure. And then. And then I was like, they were like, you want to do another certification? I was like, yeah, I'll do the other certification, sure. And it just sort of happened. And it's, you know, I was thinking about it. We were just talking about that feeling in the theater that you mm-hmm, get. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. It's mm-hmm. wanting to that feeling of being in the moment and connecting with other people yeah. and community mm-hmm. and feeling like that. It's the same thing. Right. For me. And um, – Oh, was my other question. I have so many questions for you. I love this. I love just like chit-chatting with you and, no, and I catching love, up. I love chatting. You're chatty. So, okay. So you've done – this is back to like all the projects you've done because you've done such a wide variety of different, you know, projects in theater. Hmm. What is the thing that draws you to, you know, these types of projects? Like the, is it the role, the director, the, the script, you know, the theater company, who's in it? Like is there anything like that stands out to you that you focus on? I mean, I like working, so <laughs> sometimes it's just That's like That's really I'll straightforward. That I love it. I need to work. Um, uh, but but I do like I do like chal- I do like the pe- for the people is really important for sure. Because mm. um, again, that goes back to collaboration. Yeah. Obviously, in because it can be theater. hard when you're yeah. collaborating with people that you yeah. But but I do but I do like you'll see like there's certain people that I've worked with a few times and if you find somebody you know if you find people that you work well with mm-hmm. you just want to keep working with right. them like Adam and like mm-hmm. you know but I um but I uh, I like challenges I like part, playing a, a very different part parts mm-hmm. that are very different from mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. and from parts I've played before mm-hmm. I love that um, lately because. The world is sort of depressing to me a little bit. I like doing comedy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe it just yeah. I've just decided that that's my priority. Mm-hmm. But um, but uh, I and I, I think it's my forte too. It's mm-hmm. just like okay, that's something that I think I do well usually mm-hmm. in the right circumstances. Um, uh, right now also I just can't leave the city as much mm-hmm. so because you have a child yeah so I <laughs> you know I have to turn down things that take me right. away for too long but I did leave I have left a few times and my husband's great because he mm-hmm. last year I went to uh, the Old Globe to do nice. this new Ken Ludwig play mm-hmm. which was so much fun and um, what was it called? it was called Gods of Comedy oh that's a Gods of Comedy okay and um, yeah it was really fun to do and how long was that for? Oh, well, I was out there for seven weeks, I think. Okay. So, and we just adopted a dog that we met right. on the island of Vegas who was untrained. And my Aww. husband was just like, yep, I can do it. Mm-hmm. So, um, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. And it was great because Charlie, my son, came out twice. Mm-hmm. And we had so much fun with a Legoland mm-hmm. and got to, oh, you know, nice. he's got to, to come see me work and do something I love mm-hmm. and explore new places. Does he so. understand what you do? 
he does he um he he does <laughs> i'll tell you a funny story about that when he was okay. like one and a half was that old he was we were doing these paper bullets at yale and I, he had this nanny who for some reason told him she she would bring him in at the end of the show uh-huh. or at the end of maybe it was act one and at the end of act one i had this big stupid speech because i was a very drunk <clears throat> character who's just constantly <clears throat> wasted uh-huh and i had this big really dumb speech and then I would just pass out center stage, oh, no. like, like prat fall, fall flat on my face and be passed out for the rest of the scene. And they would just be talking around me and I'd be lying on the stage. And he he said, why is mommy, why is mommy lying on the stage? And the babysitter said, uh, she didn't know how to answer the question. Oh, God. And rather than saying she's pretending, she's mm. just acting, she said, she must be really tired. <laughs> so he just thought that mommy was just like... T- Taking a nap in the middle of the stage. Mommy needs to take a rest. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's hysterical. Yeah. But now, did you explain to him further, or yeah. just okay? Yeah, I was like, no, honey, I wasn't sleeping. I was pretending to be sleeping. <laughs> explain um, to the nanny. Yeah, I was like, this is how you explain it to the child. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's funny. But now he he does understand. He 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 enjoyed. Like, he, did he see these paper bullets? Oh no, he saw. I think he saw he saw the gods of comedy. He came and he saw it. And he loved it. It was uh-huh. the first show that I've done uh-huh. that he could see in its entirety. That it right. was appropriate for children. Does he sit still through that? Yeah. He's like, oh wow, oh yeah, that's rare. Yeah, because kids don't like to sit through, you know, theater period or anything. Yeah. Well, there's definitely been a lot of shows I've done that I wouldn't let him sit mm-hmm. through. He wouldn't be able to. But how old is he um, now? Well, he's seven. Okay. Yeah. So so cute. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's hysterical. Do you have, like, you know, knowing how you grew up with uh, uh, someone that's an actor, Uh do you sort of think about that as you're a mom, you know, in sort of that similar position now? Yeah. I mean, I I am very proud. I'm very proud when I'm able to bring my son Mm -hmm. to the theater. And Mm -hmm. it's such a magical place for Mm. a kid to be. Like it it was for you. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And the people are the best people. Mm. And mm-hmm. he's had so many friends, of, you know, so many friends that I've worked with who've come in and out of his life, uh-huh. and I'm sure are shaping him. Yeah, and and I, I don't, I don't know if he's going to end up being an actor. I was just going to ask you that. But, Is this something that you would want him to do? Well, I mean, I think he's very interested in science and, huh. um, huh. and the mechanics of things like engineering. Mm-hmm. Uh, Interesting. So that excites me because I'm terrible at. <laughs> Mechanics and is your husband good with that? He is, yeah. So there you go. And my (laughs) father-in-law went to school for engineering. Oh wow! There's also engineers on my side of the family. Oh, interesting. Um, so I'm like hoping he goes to MIT or something, but (laughs) so he could fix things for you. Yeah, exactly. He's already (laughs) fixing things for me. It's hilarious. But he is also a musician. He's a drummer. Oh wow! He's very into music. Nice. Yeah. Has he seen? Well, he hasn't seen the Petersons, has he? He. Hasn't really. He knows some of my songs, mm-hmm. and uh, like he, <laughs> the he's more been tame playing, ones. Like, Sexy voice. He's been playing it. Like, okay. He played it for his piano teacher the other day. He was like, "This is my mom's song, Sexy Voice." <laughs> the teacher was probably like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> like, oh yeah, she's an actor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we get it. Yeah. Um, so, was there like one or maybe a couple of memorable experiences in theater and your theater experience that stand out to you? The rival and all that stuff was really great. But is there anything right. later on that you're like, wow, that that performance really stuck out for me or I was proud right. of that? Yeah. I mean, the funny, <clears throat> the weird, ironic and sad thing is that I feel like the, the, the performances or the work that I've done that as an actor that I'm most proud mm-hmm. of, almost nobody saw. <laughs> <laughs> sort of the story of my life. Um, like – you know, I did Faith Healer, which I don't know if you know Faith Healer mm. at the Berkshire Theater Group. It was like, it's a really challenging play. Uh-huh. Um, and it's a 45-minute monologue in which right. this character uh, is drinking heavily and becomes – she's just distraught by the end. Uh-huh. She really just gets dr- really, really drunk by the end. And it's a tough sell, that play. Mm. Nobody really wants to see that play except maybe <laughs> actors. <laughs> artist because it's super intense it's like yeah. it's four long monologues that's it just you no it's it's oh. three actors okay um 
so that one, like, almost nobody saw. But I'm very proud of my work in that because I didn't think I'd be able to do it. They just offered mm-hmm. it to me. And I was like, I, I can't do this. And then by the end, I felt so good about mm-hmm. what I discovered. Mm. Um, there was another play that we did in the Shakespeare and Company called, called Goat Woman of Corvus County, which was a fantastic character. And I loved doing it. And nobody came to see that. Mm. It just didn't really sell. So, like, so, that's great. That's but so interesting ones, to like, know, yeah. like, that it's not about, like, because, you know, people obviously in this world now that we're living in with social media and stuff like that, it's all about the likes and whatever. And you'd assume in, in theater that it's all about, like, how many people are attending. Right. I mean, those are your likes, you know, or, like, um, you know, uh, how well it does and the critics and everything. But in the end, for you, it's, it's, process. It's, it's really the work you're putting into it and yeah. how – you know, yeah, right? it kind of is. I mean, I, I, I just proved to me, oh, I can do this. I can do something that I didn't think that I could mm. do, mm. Hmm. and so I've been able to kind of take risks in other areas. And right, other, right. That's so good. That's that's very healthy. <laughs> you know, yeah. like that. It's a, there's there's more meaning to like what you're doing. You know, well, yeah, it is healthy. But then there's times where I'm like, God, I really wish people had seen that, and I'd won some awards for it. Right. <laughs> You're battling those two totally. people on your shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> the reality and then like the craft part. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about like acting in on camera, like films and television you've done a wide range of that as well. So how does theater help you in, you know, auditions and performances when you're doing on camera? And you've done commercials and stuff like that too. Um yeah, how does it help with that? Because uh, everyone, you know, I mean, I know a lot of people in California, they're always like, there's such an admiration for, for New York theater. Hmm. And I know as a casting director, that's that weighs very heavy, you know, as, uh, you know, we're, you know, as we look at actors for, for even for stuff on camera. Mm-hmm. So, so that, that, you know, to me, that, how is that transition? Because a lot, that's a big struggle for actors yeah. is, uh, oh, I'm a theater actor or whatever. And they always feel like, oh, I'm so big. Mm-hmm. And I can't – I don't know how to go go the other way. Did yeah. you find that to be difficult? Yeah. And I think sometimes I've gone too far the other way mm-hmm. on camera. Like more just, even flat or yeah. like – Yeah. Yeah. I've mm-hmm. definitely done that. Um, I, I mean I – I am. I feel so uh, comfortable in front of an, a live audience, mm, mm-hmm. and I feel like a live audience makes you honest. Mm, hmm. You know, and it yeah. makes you, you. 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 I kind of feel like you can't lie. Right. Right. And it's all out there on the table. Yeah. Yeah. That's for how sure. I feel. And with ca- on camera work, I. I really. I've. I've learned to really love it. Mm-hmm. I really do love it. I love the challenge of it. Mm-hmm. I love a challenge. Um, <laughs> but there have been times when I've dialed it way too back. And I was like, wait, I didn't do anything. I thought I was. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so that's a process. Yeah. Yeah. But do you think that your skills like of maybe, you know, coming up with ideas or ways of doing things and working with such a variety of people, you know, whether it's directors or actors, do you feel like that helps you you know, for those auditions and for those performances and and on camera? I guess so. I mean, one thing I think is because I think theater is such an oral Mm. art form Mm -hmm. that having a good sense of as – and also as like a musical person of of rhythm Mm -hmm. and timing Mm. and pace. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially for comedy for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that actually is a really good thing Mm -hmm. on camera that – when it when you have the opportunity to to do it, mm-hmm. um, when you're not just saying like one line, right? Like, Look right. over there, which is you know always like actually <laughs> the most challenging thing, <laughs> just the one liners. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. What's challenging about that? Like, what do you find the most difficult in kind of figuring out how to do that? Oh my god, you just first of all you're just supposed to like nail it. You know, <laughs> talk about talk about no process. You're just. <laughs> So low down on the yeah yeah in the hierarchy. Do it do it like three times, three different ways. Yeah, well that's that's a good way to do it. Yeah, have you you've done that? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 totally. But there's been like a long, long time ago. I remember I had like one line on guiding light or something. Was guiding light? Mm -hmm. And I was like the nurse, and I had to say one line. And I remember they were like, "Cut!" I was like, "What? Nurse? (laughs) Oh shit! Oh no!" (laughs) 
because it was that one freaking line that I said too softly. Oh, that's what they told you? Yeah. You got to give it more volume. (laughs) Oh, geez. (laughs) And that was your guiding light experience. Yeah. Uh, No no more soap operas for you. Yeah. No, no, (laughs) no. I guess. There's, are there any more? Soap There's operas? only a few. Uh, yeah. So I think you dodged a bullet there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nurse, nurse. What well, do you remember your character? Did the character have a name? I think it was just nurse. You're just nurse. I, I don't know. It yeah. was a really long time ago. <laughs> but um, but I don't know if that answered your question at all. I don't no, know it totally does anything. because I think that's something that I people say this to me all the time, and I'm wondering from your perspective, like how do you how do you navigate that? Because I always find that theater like. You have like it's all about how you think and your mindset and whatever. And I always feel like it's um, that transition. Not that it should be smoother, but at least you have a lot more tools being coming from theater, you know, because mm-hmm. you're um, because of what you're just talking about, like uh, the rhythm. You know, I think that's so key with mm-hmm. with acting. You know, mm-hmm. for anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, even when you're doing the Petersons or you know um, stuff like that, it's it's timing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And for you, I mean, you're so good with comedy, and like that, if you don't have timing with that forget it you're you're dead yeah you know well, that's one thing that I, that I love about directing is I think uh I sometimes wish that when I'm when I'm acting mm-hmm. in a play or something that I wish that that would that would be something that directors that would work on mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. let's talk about the rhythms here mm-hmm. and where the beats are mm-hmm. where, the, where the pauses are right just because it gives you kind of a shape and I guess for me it's everything is kind of musical mm-hmm. um that's very technical, but that's funny that you describe it that way. Musical. That's I it love is. that. I that mean, makes so much sense. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes, uh, you know, it, it's like you're asked to do something, and you know that it would just be fixed if if you could just nail down the structure yeah. of the piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I do think if if the rhythm or if the timing of isn't isn't working, then well, then often you lo- nothing's working. Yeah. Well, then you lose your audience. You lose whether it's in a casting or or on a set or whatever it is. You're just people are just mm-hmm. kind of like okay, lost the attention span. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. It's very interesting. I love talking about this because this is. I mean, it's really something that I that I know a lot of New York actors struggle with, and but I I love that because there is whenever I audition actors. There's a reason why I get excited when I see – I know that there's a there's truth to what you're saying because sometimes I can't put my finger on it. And I'm like, why is it I love them so much? Or why is that working and I want to just hang out with them? But a lot of it is because of their rhythm and their flow and just their sense of awareness of that but not so much that – it's making me see the work that's being done. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because I feel like that's what happens when you come in. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, when I see you come in, I'm like, oh, God, it's going to be funny. You know what I mean? Like, because she's going to just do her thing, you know? And, like, half the time I I think I've told you that one because, like, just do your thing. Just do what you're going to do, you know? And I I think – That's weird. Whatever's weird. Yeah, just just do it, you know? (laughs) Whatever's weird, yeah. That'll be my next note for you next time. Just do what's weird. Yeah. But, I, you know, for certain things like that, I feel like, you know, like I think some people either get it, mm-hmm. get those rhythms or are aware of it or they're just not. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I, I something, something, food for thought, guys, you know, I think live there for a beat or so. A beat. Yeah. A little technical a beat. term. Beat. <laughs>